What's up, everybody? It's the Disgruntled Sailor here. Just wanted to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor, Rowdy Sailors. It's a lifestyle brand for the Rowdy Sailor and all of us. It's also active duty owned and operated. They're putting out some cool stuff from t-shirts, flags, hats, tumblers, even stickers. Make sure you go check them out. Their Instagram handle is at Rowdy underscore Sailors and go support one of your own. Make sure you tell them the Disgruntled Sailor sent you and start living that Rowdy lifestyle. The views expressed on the Disgruntled Sailor podcast are exclusively our own and do not necessarily reflect the views of any member nor the view of the United States Coast Guard. Furthermore, the podcast does not have any association with nor endorsement from the Coast Guard. We're just two individuals who happen to be in the military, expressing our own personal views and opinions. So sit back, relax, crack a cold beer, unless you're underway, then next watch motherfucker. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode. Uh, we've been gone for over a fucking month. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a minute. We've uh, holiday routine, New Year's, Christmas, uh, people moving around, and it's just been kind of a shit show. And I mean, I'm surprised we recorded today because I got tested positive for COVID a couple of days ago, so that's pretty neat yeah, for the second time. Fucking inferior genetic ass. Uh, whatever. I don't really think I have it, but whatever. Uh, yeah, so we've been gone for a while, so we apologize for that. We're dirtbags and we're lazy and we never uh, said that. It's not that we were lazy. We were just busy. Like my wife and family who don't live here, like came to visit for the holidays. And then my daughter stayed with me and then my wife went back to go to school. And then I rolled in immediately the next day to a a TDY that was remote. So I had to like get up at three in the morning and start working fucking four. And then now you got sick. So it was just one fucking thing after another. You poor thing had to get up early. Yeah, man. It's fucking sucked. You're not a seven year old up at three in the morning and dragging her to work with you. That sucked. I bet it did. Um, I had a great holiday routine Um, from the time I was off. I think I had like. I don't know, 17 days straight, and I took two days of leave, so I actually only worked one day the entire holiday routine. I took leave for all of holiday routine. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, uh, did you do anything for New Year's? Uh, for New Year's Eve, we went to my neighbor's house, and yeah. we just hung out over there with a bunch of their friends and stuff. Well, I got a new smoker for Christmas, so I had everyone over here. And... Did you get a Traeger? No, I didn't get a Traeger. I can't afford a Traeger. Damn. You uh, yuppie bitch. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm okay with that. I, My money goes elsewhere. No, fine. It'll still smoke shit. It's fine. Yeah. They're all basically the same thing anyways. Well, like I was in like, so like the first like six days after I got it, everything we had in the house was smoked, you know? Yeah, and, it's uh, fucking rad, right? Yeah. So for New Year's, my, my, my old man was in town. He came down and, uh. We actually got to go to a uh, a college football bowl game. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I can't, don't want to name the bowl. Yeah, you can't <laughs> name the bowl because it'll give it away. But um, my my son got to go to his first like you know uh, football game, and he got to go with his, with his with my dad, and then my father in law was also went with us, and then my brother in law went with us. So there was five of us. And we sat a bunch around a bunch of like fans for the team we were cheering on and 
it was a really, really cool time. Uh, so like his first college football game just so happened to turn out to be a bowl game. And it was pretty rad. And he got to go with both yeah, of you, his grandfathers. And you guys got on like the, the Jumbotron too, right? I th- yeah, I think so. At one point we did. I don't know. I drink a lot. Um, well, but, uh, um, yeah. So for New Year's, I, I deep fried a turkey, which is like my dad's been cooking. I mean, he started cooking in restaurants when he was like 14 or something like that. And he retired from working at, you know, a restaurant. 30, 40 years. I don't fucking know how long, but of all the things he's taught me, like he taught me how to can this time while I was down here. I taught him how to deep fry a turkey because I've been living in the South so long. You know, that's a, like for, if you're up North frying a turkey is a new thing, you know, like in the yeah. South, it's just like, yeah, we're frying a turkey. How else would you cook a turkey? You know, they don't, we don't do that up North a lot, but turkey came out really good. I took a, a, a speed beef roast and, um, I, uh, a what? <clears throat> Speed beef. What the fuck is speed beef? Deer meat. Who calls it speed beef? <laughs> My uncle Chris calls it speed beef because it's fast <laughs> as shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I was like, what? at first I was like, uh huh, uh huh, and I was like, I'm now I'm totally fucking lost. I paused to see if you would catch it. It took you a minute, but uh, he said it this past year at Hunt Cave. He was like, oh yeah, speed beef, and I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, God, they're really fast. It's like, I mean, okay. So I was going to do a tenderloin, but a uh, venison tenderloin, but me and my old man and my son are the only people that eat it the way you're supposed to, seared and rare, not deep fried like you country heathens. And, I'm telling uh, you, I want to make it deep fried for you one time. I and No. You'll you'll enjoy it. I guarantee it. I'm not saying I'm not going to enjoy it, but I'm saying if, if I only get one deer a year, I'm not going to waste my tenderloin on chunking it and then deep frying it like a savage. Oh, it's so good. So anyway, my old man's like, you shouldn't waste on people that aren't appreciate it. So I took a roast and I've been watching a lot of meat eater. I've been been watching hunting and fishing shows because I need to get outside. I'm like going through withdrawals. And he's like, the roast should be served rare. So I took a shot in the dark, threw it in the smoker. My new smoker came with a probe, simple butcher's rub on there. Like it, it's akin to like a Montreal steak seasoning kind of thing. And I just smoked it until it reached like 145, pulled it out, let it rest for a little bit. And then. I shaved it super thin against the grain and I was expecting like tough, you know, cause it's a roast. It's, you know, it's from the haunch of the deer, the hind haunch. Yeah. Excuse me. Sorry, mom. And, uh, I was expecting to be super, super, you know, tough, but it, it was so flipping tender. I was so happy and so surprised. Like I ended up saving the rest of it. Cause I'm going to put it on like a, a good bun with like some horseradish and like dip it in mm-hmm. like venison stock. It just came out really good. So like, got into you make uh, your own venison stock oh for sure i brought I mean, all my i brought I mean, all my bones back i yeah, guess yeah. you would you would have to because it's not like you can just go to the fucking store yeah i don't know like, yo give me some of that venison stock yeah so i make my own venison stock um and uh what the hell was i talking about yeah anyway so i also made some um you know i did like smoked jalapeno poppers and i uh you know i forgot what else i said oh i smoked the turkey breast that came out really good and um you know, then I, I smoked some, uh, I made some more meat sticks, you know, they weren't a regular, they were circular. Oh, oh, they weren't a regular meat. Yeah. Sticks? Yeah. And I got, I got 10 pounds of bear meat sitting in the, in the freezer, just burning a hole in my pocket. I got to make something out of it too. Man. I was in the grocery store yesterday and I saw meat sticks and I go in my mind, I go, Oh, are those the regular meat sticks? And I walk <laughs> and I read the package and I go, nah, fuck those. <laughs> Do they have an Ollie's out there? 
I've never seen them. I don't know what made me think about it. Maybe because like, so I was talking to one of the the people I work with, and I was like, I I can't wait to like record another episode. Like I miss it. Yeah. Like it's been like over a month since we released an episode. It's been longer than that since we recorded one. Yeah. And I was like, I I need to get back. And maybe I was just thinking about because we were recording today, and I was like. I was thinking about all the shit we've done, and I was like, "Ooh, are those regular meat sticks? Mm-hmm. I can't get those. They're, they're just regular ass meat sticks." How's your mustard supply holding up? Oh, bro, so good, so good. Yeah, I, I had to cut back on how much I was using it because I was <laughs> burning through like, <laughs> I was burning through like a jar, yeah. uh, like a, every like two weeks. Yeah, and because uh, every sandwich or every hamburger I was making, I was slathering that shit yeah. on there. Well, like I so. My dad's, he learned to can from my grandmother who had like, her whole basement was canning. You know, they lived on a farm and, you know, they canned everything. And I never really got around to canning. So he, we went to this market and we found strawberries and we're like, he's going to like, all right, I'm going to teach you how to make strawberry jam. Like the way that my mother taught me. So third generation, I mean, I'm sure she learned it from her mother back in the day. I'm like, cool. I'm writing every single fucking thing down. And my dad's giving me directions like like a chief would give an, a fireman, like an MKC would give a fireman. He's like, yeah, you just take the strawberries and then you put it in the can and then bam, jam. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, you're like skipping steps, you know, because I'm trying to write it down. And then we got drunk, stupid beer, and we messed up one small little tiny step. And now we, thank you. That was helpful. And we messed up one tiny step. And now I have 15 jars of strawberry syrup that I'm giving out to everyone. <laughs> What'd you, you didn't add what, what'd you, pectin? Was it that? No. Uh, so we use sure gel. So what we did is, um, we put it, we cut up the strawberries and we, you know, set them in water overnight so that we could soften them up to get ready for the next day. What we should have done is drain them, then put them in the pot and mash them. We left the water in, so we had too much water. So the gel never set, but Ooh. now I know for next time, you know, anyway, um, speaking of Christmas, you got a gift since our last episode, didn't you? Have we talked about that yet? Which, what are you, what are you talking about? It was a t-shirt and there was some stuff in it. Did we talk about that? You know, I don't know. I it's don't think... been so long. I don't remember half the shit we record anyways. So yeah. I don't know if we ever talked about it or not. Yeah. So get out. <laughs> so get out. So they came to me and they're like, what's the disgruntled sailors favorite football team? And I told them and. And they're like, who are their rivals? And I just guessed. Um, and because you're a FSU fan, right? Yeah. And so I guessed at the who died. I think I guessed at Miami. Did I guess Miami? I mean, that's not that's not what they sent. So well, they sent Miami is their rival, but they sent a Florida Gators shirt. Oh, Gators! That's what they sent. Yeah. Was there anything inside of it? Yeah, I was fucking. I opened it up, so I get the package right, and like I bring it in my house. And I'm like, I don't recognize the name right off the bat. And so I just open it because it said to the disgruntled sailor. And I'm like, okay, there's like a bunch of newspaper in here for like packing material. And then I'm like, <laughs> I was like, oh, somebody sent a shirt. That's pretty cool. And I set the shirt to the side. And it was like rolled up. And it fucking had ponytails. Like what girls put in their hair, like wrapped around the shirt to like hold it. A hair tie? And I was, yeah, like a hair tie. And I was just thinking that, like, 
maybe they did it for like packing purposes so it didn't come like out in the fucking thing so i just set it aside still not thinking about it and then there was a beer in there and i got real excited <laughs> uh, <laughs> so i'm like oh cool and then i um there was a note in there i forgot what the note said i it said something along the lines of um uh, I, don't, I don't fucking remember but uh anyway so i opened the shirt and I take the points off and I just like release it and it just fucking rolls and glitter fucking went everywhere. <laughs> and then I saw it was a Florida Gator shirt and I go, you son of a bitch. <laughs> so I fucking threw it in the goddamn trash immediately. Really? Yes. Immediately. Straight in the fucking trash. A fan keep spent their hard earned money on you and you throw it in the trash. I ain't keeping that shit in my house. I ain't wearing it. How, hard was, here. it, how hard was it to clean up the glitter? uh it was it was it was difficult yeah uh at least the floors are like um like a vinyl plank in here so i vacuumed it up but then my vacuum died so i had to like wait for it to fucking charge up and then like there's still like my counter or my cabinets are like uh like a, almost like a shaker style cabinet and it has that lip from the trim around it and there's still some glitter on that fucking lip <laughs> That's like in the fucking corner that I can't like, get out. And I'm just like, fuck this glitter. I had to keep that secret for like two and a half months. Cause like the glitter was on back order. Then the t-shirt was on back order. And then like, uh, so took that was, it was very hard secret to keep, but yeah. So I messaged the person Ooh. that sent it and I was like, this means fucking war. Just <laughs> so you know. Well, good. But you know, shit happened and I got busy and I haven't retaliated yet. Yeah. Um, do we talk about magazine versus clip, bro? I don't remember half the shit we talk about anyways. So, so obviously I'm a firearms instructor. I've said that a couple times. And so like for the longest time when we go to deer camp, like they're like, Oh, you guys got your clips. And I'm like, can you stop saying clip? That's not a fucking clip. Like it's, I know it's ridiculous, but like, can you just stop saying clip? And my uncle Oh, Chris, the funny one, he goes, when I put it in, does it go magazine or does it go clip when I put it in? I was like, <laughs> no, I get it, <laughs> but it's called a magazine. The clip is something different. Like an M1 Garin has a clip, like an SKS can take a clip. Like it, it's a clip. I was like, it's a, this is a magazine. It's stores an old ammo. He goes, when I put it into my rifle, it doesn't go magazine. It goes clip. So I'm going to call it a clip. So I. It's another funny thing that I have to deal with on a fucking normal basis of, you know, untrained fucking gun owners. Um, so one of my thirds is losing his priority one. So he just came from Bahrain. Remember the I, we told you about the shit show in Bahrain with the fucky fucky and the getting kicked out and the alleged rape and all that? Yeah. So he came here as a third, used his priority one to get where I am, which is a pretty highly desirable area. And fuck off, Romo. Jesus. And he gets here, and like two months after getting here, they're like, you're making second. Congratulations. And, you know, he's all, like, all freaking out because his girlfriend's just got orders to down here, so like they're trying to make this whole thing work. And, um, you know, I've had like three or four people, you know, that came from Bahrain be like, yeah, if it's in with your first year or your first six months and you get advanced, you still get to keep right priority, blah, 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 blah. I was like, dude, you need to just or like ask the detailer straight up, just straight up. Like, I heard that if you transfer from Bahrain with a priority one, 
and it's you advance within six months to a year, which is within both 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 ways. Do you still get to keep your priority one that I had to go through Bahrain to get? You know, because I'm I, I means I only get like four months at my priority one that I got. And the detailer responded yeah. with, "I have never seen in any TTP commandant instruction or commandant manual that says that is a thing." He goes, "Stop perpetuating that rumor. It's not a thing." And he goes, "So I'm just a priority six now?" He goes, "Yup." So the detailer's like, you know, based on your your rate and your rank, you have to put every single fucking billet on the fucking on direct access on his dream sheet. Isn't that crazy? I wouldn't put every every billet. Uh, our specific detailer. What's that? What's he got to hold up? His fucking priority. He's already at the bottom of the fucking I, barrel. It's not much worse he can get. I'm just saying. Could you imagine like you go to Bahrain to get your priority one, right? Yeah, and then you the, get somewhere you really want to go, and then six and they, months later they tell you bye. I mean, that happened to fucking uh, you know thun, uh, thunder thighs, not thunder thighs, too tall, uh, weak weak calves. I don't remember what we called him. I know who you're talking about. You know, he same thing happened to him. He used his prior one to get to an 87, and then immediately made first and had to fuck off. You know, so like, you know, now he's in that dilemma where he's like, okay, well, I have second now. Should I start looking towards first, or should I just get the fuck out? And I think that's you know, like a problem with the Coast Guard, like, because he's leaning towards getting out, you know, he's, he's near the time where, you know, he's about to, you know, hit his four years or whatever. And it's, you know, the Coast Guard is getting rid of people that actually know what they're doing and are moderately adequate at their job. You know, I'm not gonna say he's a stellar performer. He's better than people I've ever had. And he's not a piece of shit. So he's got that going for him, you know. Uh, But what's happening is the Coast Guard goes, yeah, we'll give you priority one. And then you go, okay. And then you volunteer for these things that, you know, a lot of people don't want to do. And then they go, I did it here. And I get my priority one. And then they go, actually, no, uh, fuck you. Actually, we're going to go ahead and take that. You're a price six now, you know? Well, I mean, they gave him his priority one and he got the pick he wanted. Yeah. But what's happening is the coast guard is putting these systems in place. There's some officer somewhere that goes, Nope, I don't want to do that. Or I'm going to put this in place for my OER. And now you have someone that could make the coast guard better who could stay in, who's trying to learn their job the best way they can, you know, volunteering for shit. And then they're putting these things in place where he goes, you know what? I was going to stay in cause I made second and you know, I'm, I can look at first and then go from there. You know, my girlfriend just moved to the area. I'm going to stay in and try to make a go at this and make the coast guard better. But instead the coast guard goes, I'm going to make this very, very hard on you. Did and, he already pin it on or no? Uh, he advanced January 1st. Oh, I was about to say, he could be like, all right, detailer, fuck you. Take my name off the list. Well, he could do that, but he, I think he's waiting for his official orders to come in because he hasn't gotten orders yet because he's a yeah. price six. So uh, he's right in the window of, you know, he's got some other things he could fall back on, I think, but uh, he's waiting if it's like, yeah, you're going to the Harriet Lane or you're going to some fucking place he doesn't want to go, like a NSC out of Alameda, you know. Like a national security cutter Alameda. Just he's like, Yeah, nah, I'll just I'll just silo. You guys can all fucking fuck off. So that's just the Coast Guard, you know, instead of, you know, we're worried about retention and shit like that, you know, we're running into these things where like there's another story that I wish I could fucking tell you about retention and pieces of shit. I'm I think I'm gonna try to paraphrase it without giving away too many details. So there's have I I've told you about my nemesis, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So remember how I told you he's he's never been to sea? Like he went to like a Correct. 110 for like 
five months and then I got decommed or whatever. All right. So me and him have been in the same amount of time. All right. He's been a little bit longer, I think a year. And he made E6 uh, like a year before me. Um, but uh, he's been avoiding C and going to all these dickheaded units that are so out of rate, like honor guard and like training, like all these dickheaded places. And, you know, the gut, the, um, the detailer is like, you need to have a diverse career. You need to go to a, a training center. Then you need to go operational. They needed to be, you know, in a, like, um, you know, uh, a station or you need to go to a sector or an SFO and you need to get a well-rounded career, which is the path that I took. I did a little of this, a little of that. This guy's been all these dickheaded units. And then he finally makes chief, right? He makes chief immediately gets orders to a 270, right? And this yep. dude, I know, I know the guy that's stationed there that's supposed to be stationed there with him, or I'm sorry. I know the guy where he's supposed to be going. So he doesn't show up for his relief, which is a big deal because it's a it's one of those rates where you have to do a swap out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, you know, if you're the one LT or you're the HS or, um, you know, you're like the A gang chief or you're like the the GM or whatever, you have to yeah, do you a need, fuck up. Yeah, you need a pass down. Yeah, I get it. So the guy that he was supposed to relieve stayed and did an extra patrol for this guy, for my nemesis. They get to the pier, dude's nowhere to be found. Doesn't show up. So he immediately goes over to him. He reports to the ship, and then reports in, hands the yeoman his orders, leaves, goes to medical, and says, ah, my back hurts. I can't go. They go, your back's fine. Then he goes, oh, I have anxiety. I can't go. Or no, I'm sorry. He goes, ah, my back hurts. They go, you're fine. Then he's he puts on my rates-specific page on Facebook, right? On Facebook, where everyone can see in my, our rate. He goes, I will mutual with any E7 on land for my billet. He's on a two, he's going to a 270. He goes, I will mutual with anybody. And everyone, dude, they blew this dude up. They were just posting pictures of ships and calling them out and making fun of them, doing this, doing that. And like, this dude just getting shit on, right? Yeah. And the guy I know that's good, on, <clears throat> right? Right. You think you're going to go 17 years, 16, 17 years with no sea duty and a sea going rate and then make chief and then just not do it, you know? So people are just blowing him up. So then he said, he goes, I, I talked to the guy that is on the, on the ship where he's supposed to be going. This dude goes, calls these, the, he calls like four or five E7s that are on land, right? In his general area. Cause you know, two seventies are clumped together. He yeah. he offers them thirty thousand dollars cash to mutual with them. That are in the same area, so like no cost orders. Just yeah, it'd know. be like it'd be like Key West, um, you know, Key West, Virginia Beach, um, Norfolk, Portsmouth area, Alameda, Seattle, one of those areas where it's just you know instead of driving to work and going to this place, you drive to work, and hop on the ship, you know, offers these yeah. dudes thirty k to mutual with him, straight up cash. They all tell him, they all tell him to fuck off. <laughs> Do they really? Yeah. Like, get fucking bent, dude. How fucking cool 30K? is 30K? Yeah. I'm so proud of my rate from going like, fuck you, dude. I ain't going to 270 for 30K. You know? I mean, I feel like a lot of people would have considered that offer. I mean, I probably would have talked to my wife like, hey, 30K. Hmm? You know? But just because it's him, I was like, nah, dude. It could be a $100,000. Get fucked. You know, you so would that, turn down a hundred K my ass. Uh, it depends. I'm a very spiteful. Um, 
So that post on Facebook actually got took, taken down because he got so much shit for it and his command found out, right? I mean, there was probably 60 comments like, you know, just pictures of 270s breaking fucking waves in the surf, you know? <laughs> you know? Just, it was so fucking like childish. Like, oh, it was great. I loved it. His command found out, had to take it down. So after everyone turned him down, no one mutual, he goes to medical and says, I have anxiety and I can't perform my duties. And I guess that's the magic word, you know, because in our rate, if you have anxiety and can't perform your job, they take you off the ship. So now he's well, getting, so, well. That, can all, couldn't that also lead to like a bunch of. Well, hold on. I'm not done yet. So they said, okay, fine. Get out. He said, fine. I'm done. I'm out. So dude has been in 17 years, makes chief. And instead of going to sea for like two years, three years, dude goes, yeah, I'm out. Hold on a second. I don't. Will you bring me a beer? Me? Yeah, you. <laughs> me? <laughs> so, could you imagine being at your, like, six, No! What six, a fucking idiot! 16, 17 years. Pins on Chief, right? Makes Chief. Pisses, like... Like, I could see anything under 10 years going, Yeah, uh, not for me. I'm out. Right? Uh. Excuse me. Sorry, Mom. Anything under 10, I'd be like, yeah, dude, you're young. Go figure something else out. You've been in the Coast Guard for 17 years, and you're 900 days away from a full retirement at an E7 pay level, and you go, I'm too scared to go on a ship, you know? What's he fucking scared of? Like, it's not – like, don't get me wrong. Being on a ship has its own – comes with its own whole other fucking obstacles. And I I know 270 suck, but he's got a whole shop of dudes, like – and he's a fucking chief. It's yeah. It's not like he's out there fucking doing the day-to-day bullshit that most fucking people do. Yeah. You know? Like, you totally. finally made it to a point in your career where you can be like, you know what? I fucking did it. You know? Like, E7 for most enlisted members is like, it's where the people get to where they're like, I finally made it. Yeah. And then he's just going to fucking quit because he doesn't want to be on a boat because he's a piece of shit. Yeah. I'm just get so happy here. that, like, you know, I the people that I... Me and him used to work together, and the people that worked in the same office as us, I meet was texting. I'm like, "Dog, you want to hear some fucking tea, dog?" And every every single person I text, like, "Good, fuck that guy." Every single one, no, not one person was like, "Man, that's a shitty situation." I'm sorry for him. Every single person was like, "Yeah, get fucked," you know. By the way, Rainier was named after the mountain. Mm, okay. Did your daughter just give you a beer fact? <laughs> no. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> so. It was uh, a boy in her class at school is named Rainier. And I go, ask him if he's named after the beer. Oh, okay. (laughs) I don't let my daughters talk to boys. Anyway, I'm just so glad that everything came together. And the Coast Guard said, gave him every opportunity, like literally every opportunity, like eight of them. And then he went. I want to know how he's getting out. Because. So. If you have anxiety, so my rate's a seagoing rate, and without going into too much detail, if you say you have any sort of depression or anxiety, you cannot perform your duties. It's just not happening. And since he's past his five years, he can no longer ra- lateral to a different rate. Because you can only lateral prior to five years in. You know what I'm saying? Let me uh, close this door real quick. Yeah.
I mean, I, you can still be in the Coast Guard with anxiety and depression. That's a fact. Yeah, but the the, uh, the what I was told, the information was he, so it came down to like all this shit and finally the Coast Guard's like, look, dude, get on the ship or get the fuck out. He's like, I'm out then. That was the option. That's what it came down to. I don't know how, I don't know how like the, how the finite example ended, but I know the last thing he did, he went to, he went to medical and said, I can't be on a ship. I get anxiety and, and all this shit. And next thing I heard was, you know, through the grapevine of people I know, is like, hey, did you hear who's getting the fuck out? I was like, get the fuck out of here. And I was like, that's dope. Like, I don't, even the people that I talk shit about on a daily basis, like, you know, fucking, oh my God, I wonder what her fucking tits look like. Even him. I talk shit about him, but I hope he still does good. I don't wish him any harm. I fucking hate yeah. this guy, you know? I wonder, like, what kind of discharge that is, because it doesn't sound like it's going to be a medical discharge. It sounds probably, like it's more administrative. Yeah, it's going to be a gen- general, you know, probably be a general, you know. Could, could you imagine being in 17 years and getting no fucking benefits? <laughs> I mean, he's still got his GI Bill, I guess. I don't know. Anyway. um, So, being the good parent that I am, I taught my 12-year-old how to play spades over Christmas break. Okay. I know somebody right now who will destroy them. <laughs> Our old CO? Yeah. Well, he destroys us. So, like, do you need to go outside, Fatso? God damn it. Hold on. Anyway, I thought it was cool. So we were at home in PA and, you know, we were had the cards out and I just taught my 12-year-old how to play spades against my brother-in-law and his girlfriend and we kicked their ass. <sighs> Apparently having a college degree doesn't make you any better at fucking playing spades. No, it barely makes you better at anything. Yeah. Um. So, God damn it. That fat dog needs inside again. Girls, hey, do one of you let Fatso inside? Um, so me and you have had, but you get you and Dan fucking yelled at me about Betsy Ross, and I don't appreciate it. Dan, oh, the Oak and Iron guy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, because he said something about I forget how it went, but I said I'm related to Betsy Ross, and you both were fucking ignorant about it. No, we were fucking factual, and you weren't. No, my nope. No. Technicalities don't fucking my listen. My third sister's cousin no. twice no. removed don't fucking matter. There is fucking proof that I am a direct descendant of Betsy Ross, and I'm working on locating it. P- fucking prove it. Bro. I'm wor- I'll I just admit I'm wrong. I just said I'm working on it. You know, <laughs> just it was it was a little butt hurt because really? we are we are in fact related to Betsy Ross. Uh-huh, sure. I just haven't been able to physically prove the paperwork yet but i'm working on it uh my grandfather always swore we were and uh my brother has some paperwork we're working on finding legit shit because uh my father's family's maiden name is all, is all they're all ross words and we're all betsy ross from pennsylvania around from where we were we're fucking related i can prove it i'm waiting well, i'm not gonna get it right now i'm working on it i just wanted to let you know <laughs> I'm fucking uh-huh. working on it. Um, so, uh, 
speaking of Dan, he fucking was it you that texted me about the ba- my old band or was that him with the guess? I don't know. I, don't, I know your band. I don't have to fucking guess. Uh, hold on. He somebody fucking. I think it was Dan. He texted somebody me. messaged me a while a long time ago. It was really fucking close. Yes, but so, it wasn't. It wasn't right. Was that? Was that you? Did you send me a screenshot of that? Maybe because someone yeah, was like, yeah, yeah. yeah, someone was like, they guessed a band that I used to play with in high school. So like, same fucking high school, same area, same everything. Like we were in the same grades and shit. Like, and I was like, damn, that's a fucking good ass guess. But no, um, and uh, fucking Dan texted me. He's like, hey, what's the name of your band? I was like, no. He's like, what the fuck? I thought your friends is like, dude, my dad doesn't even know the fucking name. Like, not going to happen. Like, I'm not telling you. But speaking of bands, here's what's going to happen. Uh, next, in, in an episode coming up, we're going to get Oak and Iron on, both of those guys on, to do an episode. Because he he's like, he'll text me and be like, hey, in episode this, you know, time this, like I give a shit or no. He's like, you got this wrong. I'm like, okay. Everything I say is made up and on the fly. So, like, you're not surprising me at all. Like, no shit dinosaurs couldn't make fucking jello. They didn't have any bulls. I don't know, man. Like, get the fuck out of here. You know? And uh, he's like, like, off the cuff, he's like, I just want to come on there and just, I got a list of everything you guys get wrong and say wrong. And I just want to come on. He's like, I want to come on and tell you. I was like, this sounds fucking great, dude. You know, we'll come back. We'll go have a little back and forth. You'll say why I'm wrong. And I'm going to tell you why you're dumb. And then we'll fucking go from there and we can fill 45 minutes. It'll be fucking great. So we're going to get them on board. And then we're going to do a trivia one. All right. It's going to be, I'm going to be the MC because I'm the smartest. Obviously, it wouldn't be fair if I participated. And <laughs> we're going to get as many people on as we can. So like, if I can get someone over here to like share the mic, if you can get someone to share the mic, then we can get two other people, you know, and just do a Coast Guard trivia. And it'll be like only Coast Guard shit that only Coast Guard people would know. All right. And then we'll do like half Coast Guard, half general military, because I know the other half of Oak and Iron isn't Coast Guard. So it wouldn't be fair. But uh, and then if they win, what do they win if they win? Like merch or something? What did you say? Uh, I said uh, whoever the winner is gets uh, they can pick what they want from the ship store. Yeah, and then I was like, well, you need to participate too. And since you actually have the actual physical ship store, um, I will let you release one photo of my band playing of your choice. Mm. If you win. (laughs) If you win. Not the name of the band. A photo with my face blurred, obviously. Any band pick you want. I'm not blurring shit. Except for that really gay one that we made of us in the bed of a pickup truck. That one's really stupid. I'm not blurring shit. I have a very notable face. I'm very pretty. People recognize me. You looked way different back then. Like, you looked back then nothing like you fucking look now. Well, yeah, I was fucking 15. (laughs) Or maybe I was a little older. I don't remember. Doesn't that sound like a fair trade? I mean, I'll do it. Yeah? All right. Then it's settled. Um, so one of the, like, I know, I know I just had a small mini rant about my nemesis, but I'm gonna have another one. So, um, turn your fucking phone off, dog. That's rude. 
Really? Yours just went off like five minutes ago. No, you can't prove that. I recording this, I can <laughs> prove everything. Anyway, so we've talked a couple times about how, you know, our, our, our experiences as non rates, you know, like you know, you want to do a ship as a non rate, which yep. sounds awful and mess cooked. I went to an air station. It was fucking red. I didn't do anything. So, you know, um, where I am now, we stand duty. We have an OD. We have watchstanders, gate guard, EOW, all that shit. Um, excuse me. But now that I've been there a while, a lot of people have been bitching about their specific Coast Guard experience where you have, you know, an E3, never been to a ship or a station or, you know, anywhere but a sector. And they have to stand one five-hour watch a day, and they have to do that. Right now, they're doing it four times a month. Okay. That's their maximum duty, and they're getting butthurt about it. And I always make the point to point across the fucking water and go, see those white halls over there? I guarantee you they'll take you on a patrol. Just be like, I could call them and be like, hey. Swiss Miami, I got a fucking non-red over here. Who wants to get underway and get Helmut Lookout qualified and G-Pal qualified and learn some DC shit? They'll be like, hook that shit up right now. We're going. And you can get under there. And then here's what you're going to do. And I ran through one day of being a non-underway non-rate to a couple of my watchstanders. And they go, that sounds shitty. I go, yeah, and you're fucking bitching about what you have to do here? I was like, after your watch is over and everyone leaves at 3 o'clock, you can put civvies on. Go swimming. Go to the fucking park. Do whatever you want. Leave the base. Go get fucking Wendy's. There's, you know, it's a fucking joke and they're bitching about it. And I bring it up because I think um, everyone has a different fucking experience in their formative years of the Coast Guard. You know, like yeah, my, these motherfuckers need some perspective, need some fucking perspective, you know, and I kind of did the reverse. I'm doing what the, these kids are doing. I had a fucking super easy time. You know, it was dope. And then I went to a school and then I went to another land unit. It was fucking dope. But I've done my time. I've done three ships. You know, I've done three small boat stations. You know, I've done air stations. I've done MSUs. So, like, even though I started out as a fucking lazy piece of shit, I'm still a lazy piece of shit, but I've also gone to a Whitehall, you know? So, like, yeah, I've, you've done your time. I've done my time. So, you got these guys that are bitching at me. Like, I'm like, hey, man, like, I'm obviously just came from a ship. I'm like, hey, SOP says release her at this time. Well, no one really follows that. I go, I'm an E6. You're an E fucking three. I say be here at this time. You be here at this time. Like, well, no one enforces that, man. I was like, I'll make you call me petty officer if you fucking talk to me like that again. You know, these guys just don't fucking get it. And I think in order to earn a spot, like, I think back at all the fucking non-rates we had that were fucking high performers like Glasses, you know, uh, Dirty Sturdy, uh, Bobby, um, fucking uh, Black Enough, um, you know, um, Big Country, fucking, you know, I'm sure I'm going to miss some, but, you know, Birds Aren't Real. You know, uh, pick any of the high-performing non-rates we had. I feel like I missed one that's real important. I'm going to get in trouble for missing. Um, There's one I can think of, but we he didn't have a nickname, and all I know him by is his last name, so I don't want to say it. Oh. But I am I guarantee you I could take any single one of them and be like, hey, you know how the ship works. How about I send you to Sector where you're Monday through Thursday, Fridays are half days. You don't have to cut grass. Uh, you, like, pick up palm fronds off the, off the street. And uh, because the captain doesn't like them. And then you stand one six hour watch um, every, you know, once you stand four, four days in one month. 
And they go, oh, no, that sounds awful. I'll stay on the ship. Not one of them would fucking say that. You no. Know? Not one of them say that. I think, I, I, know, I know I've said it before, the logistics are ridiculous. I think you should go to a fucking a ship at a minimum. And if you're a high performer after a year waiting on a long school, then you can go to a fucking small station or a sector. You know, even sector, even station people that are fucking pain in the ass anyway, still have it worse than fucking sector non-rates. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I get people that Not are... Not only that, fucking... You'll make lifelong friends on the ship. No shit. That you won't make on land. Correct. Um, I, I meet new people. I've been qualified for like four months. And I meet new people every time I stand duty. It's ridiculous. Because it's so spread out. You know? Like there's no... Yeah. There's no fire. Everything is... It's Anyway. But um... Oh. Excuse me. Sorry, Mom. Um... The fuck was my point? Hmm. Speaking of sorry, mom, do you know what your mom told me? Why would I know that? Uh, <laughs> she told me if I bleep out every burp you do, and it, whenever you take the Lord's name in vain, if I bleep all those out, she will always make sure I have a <laughs> lifetime supply of fucking mustard. Well, I'm going to swear extra hard just so it's fucking hard for you. <laughs> Um, but you know, and in addition to the non-rates, I also have petty officers that are bitching about, you know, duty, like, you know, Hey man, policy says this, it's your day. I'm not coming in. I'm not doing that. And then like, it's a sector. So no one enforces shit and it pisses me off. Like, you know, either be in the military or not be in the military. You know, it, Yeah. I just think everyone, like the guys that I stand watch with that are cuttermen and that have been on ships. You know, they get it. Like, I could just be like, reliefs are at fucking 6.30. Where the fuck is everyone? And they go, it's a sector, man. They're not going to show up on time. And the cutter people show up on time. Always. Cutter people are always on time or early. People that have always been habitual land people, like, you know. I Never get in a hurry to do anything. Never in a fucking hurry to do anything. And it pisses me off. You know, like, hey, I need this done. Um... I might be able to get that Tuesday. I go, what are you doing right now? I don't know. It's it's Wednesday. That's I don't do that stuff on Wednesdays. Well, I need it done on a Wednesday. And they go, I don't do that on Wednesdays. And it fucking infuriates me. You know? I don't know. I just... It's been bothering me, and I had to say it. And I, I wanted to say it to people that are listening, because you know who the fuck you are, and it bothers me. Bro, at my work, I got to this unit, and there was a bunch of things that weren't right. Right, like within my specific job, and the other first class who I work with was was sort of a pushover. Mm-hmm. Like she didn't, she was just like, eh, you know, we'll figure it out. Blah blah blah. Is she the one that listens? Uh, yeah, she has listened to a couple episodes. You just called her a pushover. And, yeah, I said she used to be a pushover. Okay, I'll tell her. And uh, she uh, anyway, she's decided to get out, and she's getting out. In a few months, E six and ev- yeah, really, yeah. And ever since she's made that decision, she's done a complete one eighty, and she's been a fucking savage. And I fucking love it. I'm for- super fucking proud of her. Hell yeah, good for her. Like there was this uh, this third class that didn't do something that that they were supposed to do, and the other uh, first class is like, I've already talked to this person three four times. I go, well, what are you gonna do now? And so it was just bugging her. And so she just walked in her fucking office and just laid into her. 
just fucking destroyed this person. And I was like, what you say? She's like, if you don't fucking do this, this, and this, like we tell you to, she's like, I'm tired of this shit. I'm like, I'm going to fucking write you up. Good. And, uh, and this person, this, uh, third class was like almost in tears. And I was like, I'm so fucking proud of you that you finally put your fucking foot down because if you don't put your foot down, these people will walk all over you. I I'm, I'm very lucky where I currently am with the subordinates that I have. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty much like me and my subordinates and then my chief and me and my chief are pretty much very similar people. He just happened to have anchors and he has open brow and I don't, but you know, me and my subordinates, we talk like I'm talking to you. Like, all right, what do you want to do today? They're like, well, we got this and this. And we're like, I think we should do this. And they go, well, if we do that, we do this. And then I'm like, okay, well, let's do that. And, you know, it was really cool the other day. Uh, my one third, his, his previous supervisor, that comes back to my other thing, like Coast Guard experiences. Like my third class when I got there was very timid because his previous, um, previous supervisors were dickheads to him. And like any little mistake was like, you fucking idiot. Why the fuck could you do that? And everything was a big fucking deal. So like he was super afraid to make any decision, anything, anything at all. Like super like, you know, like, you know, you, I, you're a yeoman. They come in and go, I have a guy that came in and he is PCSing in. He has his PCS worksheet. Can I process him in? And then he's got to go to Y and one and Y one goes, yes, I authorize you to do that. And he goes, okay, just make a shot. I don't want to get in trouble. Kind of shit like that. And I've been trying like, dude, make a fucking decision. I got your back. You know what you're doing. Make a fucking decision. We were in the car the other day going somewhere. And the, he answered a phone call on speakerphone. We actually go into a golf tournament in the, at like nine. It was funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, you piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. So I traded him. So it was a it was a CCTI golf tournament, and I traded him a compound bow so that he would come pick me up at my house and drive me back home so I could drink. So it was a fair trade. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So and we're in the car. I'm not saying a word. Phone rings. He just hits answer. This first class gets on. Talking to my third. Hey, I have a question about this, this, and this. I want to do this. I want to do this. Without missing a beat, my third goes, uh, yep, numbers are this. You can do that. You can't do that. I approve this. And then he's like, roger that, and hungs up. And look, I was like, look at you, man. You're all fucking grown up and shit. You know? And I was like, <laughs> look at you doing shit. Like, you know, good for good you. Good for him. Like, yeah, like, it's, that's my, that, that was, like, one of my points, like, the different Coast Guard experiences. Like, if you have a shitty leader, like, you know, that makes you second guess everything, you're going to second guess yourself. You know, my first E7 that I had, I met him uh, graduating. I, I met him two weeks after I graduated A school, and he came off of 17 years of consecutive seat time. Consecutive 17 years of seat time. And this dude was like, Gross. yeah. The dude's a fuck. He's literally, literally insane. Like crazy. is like a shithouse rat. But he thought he knew everything, and he was so fucking confident about everything. I think that's where I get some of my, like, unbridled self-importance, like, yeah, no, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I'm, I'm a third. Yeah, fuck you. Come on, bring it. You know, and like he helped me with that confidence. Like he's like, look, you can either be passive or you can be whatever the opposite of passive is. I forget what it is because I've been drinking. And uh, aggressive. Yeah, that's it. Don't correct me, bitch. And he's like, if you, he's like, no, there's nothing wrong with being aggressive if you're right. If you're right, be as aggressive as you want. Technically right is the best kind of right. And, you know, I've yelled at Master Chiefs as thirds that it's, 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 my point is like, if your experience is, you know, you have a, a, a soft handed or a wet noodle supervisor or a supervisor that, you know, always talks down to you and treats you like shit, you know, like, like the guy that 
is an E7 that's getting out. Uh, he had a third that was in the same office as me. He treated like shit. And the dude was a bad performer for like two years, right? Really, really bad performer, like uniform, outward appearance, just, you know, showing up to work on time. It was just, you know, it was shitty. He was, it, he was a shitty fucking guy. Now he's, he's making first, you know, he, or he's already made it. He's, been, he's married now. He's got a kid doing great. You know, I actually reached out to him a couple months ago, asking about some stuff, right? Specific. Cause I didn't know the answer. And he actually was able to help me out, you know? So like, I think just having a good support system and a good leadership, you know, one of your first units can help you out in the long run, you know, and these people that have these people that let them walk all over you, you know, you let a third walk all over you, that third's going to go make second. And then all of a sudden they're a fucking piece of shit chief. Like we've encountered, you know, or their fucking chiefs or their first classes are overbearing and make them second guess everything. And then they're never confident about anything, you know? Yeah. I mean, I feel like you should spend your career making friends with people that you might need later. Absolutely. Like Absolutely. almost every day, something comes up in my job where I'm like, I don't know where this is, but I know this person does. Let me reach out to them. And my other first class was like, you know, I've, I've been working with you now for like six months. And she's like, your network of people is so vast. <laughs> she's like, she didn't use the word vast, but she's like, it's she roundabout term. Yeah. She was like, uh, she was like, when I run into the problems that we just had, she's like, it takes me days or it takes me a long time to figure it out because, and she's like, you was just like, I'll figure it out. Give me like five minutes. And you just type in the fucking computer and ask mm -hmm. for help. Yep. And people are like, oh yeah, it's right fucking here. Here you go. She's like, I wish I would have networked myself like you did a long, long time like, ago. Like, have you tried to get in the new purchasing thing yet fsms yet no i'm so Dude, my chief made me the fucking approver yeah so <laughs> go lay down romo so my sk I, I have to get these prs in i have things that are i have recurring things that i have to buy every month it's a it's a it's a service mm -hmm. and my sks are just swamped i'm like hey fsms they're like yeah dude good luck i don't know either my logistics officer was like hey ma'am question she's like shit i don't know either i can't get in i don't know shit about fuck i'm like cool so what do i do Hey, Mr. RC Cola, quick question about FSMS. Motherfucker takes control of my workstation. He's like, all right, check it out. Watch this. He's like, doo -doo 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 -doo. he's like, all right. He literally typed, I'm going to do some nerd shit. Hold on. I had to call him. Takes over my fucking workstation. He's like, oh, look, your certificate's on your ID card or this. You got to go to here. You got to go to here. And I mean, he did a good job, but I still don't have access for some reason. But it's nice being able to network like that and have those people you can fall back on. Like, I've had, yeah. I've had four subordinates because I'm in a small rate. Four subordinates in my small rate. One of them got out. The other three are E6s just like me. You know, so like to watch them, you know, excuse me. Sorry, mom. Uh, to watch them go from like one of them was an operator, spent five years, you know, at a tactical law enforcement place. And then they show up to me and they're like, I'm like, hey, you need to do a regular ass job now. And they're like, shit, I don't know how to do that. And now they're they're an E6. They're running their own shop, looking at chief. You know, the guy I told you about that worked with my nemesis, everyone thought he was a huge piece of shit, you know? I mean, he was a huge nerd. Remember I told you about we went and we were going to go to his, one of his fucking board game thingies? And uh, he's now an E6, you know? And my other third was an, is an E6 now, you know? And we're peers now. We're not subordinate and supervisor. We're peers, you know? And it's mm -hmm. nice to see people go from having a good supervisor or a, good, a shitty supervisor to a, a good supervisor and seeing them turn around. You know, but that was my point. 
with you know experiences in the Coast Guard. You know, it, hey man, uh, turn your phone off. It's fucking rude. Uh, <laughs> I've been waiting for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a bad dog. Um, anyway, but that's my thought. Anyway, all right, I'm gonna move on. You ready? Okay. All right. So you know how there's the E4 Mafia? Yeah. I think we should get a hold of some people and start the uh, Single Bar Association. Okay, you're going to have to explain. Like, I wish, like, back when the Bridge Brothers were ensigns, you know, like, because the E4 Mafia is like, you know, like, remember the E4s on our ship? The ones that were good were out fucking standing. Outstanding. And then you had ones that were just... Don't even talk to him. Don't yep. don't even go near him. He'll just cloud the air with his fucking noise, you know. And the E4 Mafia, like I remember, like especially remember the one in A Gang that was that's insane. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? You know mm-hmm. the gun one. Yeah, yeah, insane. But knew everything about the ship and knew where everything was. You know. Yeah. E4 and Mafia. If you fucking needed help, it didn't matter what he was fucking oh, yeah. doing. He would help you. Yeah. He's like, well, it's gonna be like a two-hour drive, but I'm coming. You know. You know, E4 Mafia leader, you know, chairman, if you will. And I think, like, especially the Bridge Brothers, you know, I still reach out to them all the time. And uh, I think it, at least every two weeks I'm talking to them. And uh, did you hear they're getting back together? Yes, I did. The Bridge Brothers are getting back together. I'm upset. I messaged the other one. I messaged uh, the other, the sister. Yeah. And I was like, yo, did you hear about this? And she's like, I did. And I was... I was like, they're going to be back together. She's like, yeah, I'm so happy. She's like, but I'm sad that I'm not part of it. I go, just mutual with somebody. Yeah. People would love to go where you're at. Yeah. Yeah. I was absolutely. like, and then the whole fam's back together. For sure, dude. Um, like, I would help move her over there just so that I could say the three of them were back together, you know? <laughs> um, the fuck was I talking about? Oh, yeah. So, anyway, like, I still reach out to them every once in a while to talk to them about, like, you know, because one of them is an XO. So, he's learned a lot of policy stuff, good BO, you know, I, you know. I still reach out to him about shit. I reach out to Q all the time about other shit. You know, I talk to them probably bi-weekly, at, you know, Snapchat or Instagram, or whatever, send a funny meme here or there. Um, but I think, like, if there was any ensigns, because everyone hates ensigns, right? I hate them more than anybody else. You know, I'm a proud butter bar hater. Um, you know, like, I'm not wearing, like, a robe and a hood, but, like, I don't like them. Um, but I think if they started something... And akin to the E4 Mafia, but called it the Single Bar Association because, you know, they're officers and ring knockers. Like, hey, man, I need this memo done, and I need it routed today. Like, don't worry. Single Bar Association's got you. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now I get it. (laughs) Now you get it. Now I get it. That's good, right? Like, you know, Single Bar Association, like, you know, that'd be a good, like, you know, wedding down theme or, like, you know. Uh, I I don't know. I just thought it was fucking funny, and I wish like days that are slow at work. I'm I uh, I go through this like up and down. Like I'm appreciative that I can kick my feet up because I've earned it. But on the other hand, like I was talking to my chief there, he's like, he's like, ah, uh, because he just came off a ship too, and he's like, I feel like I should be doing something. I was like, chief, I it took me four or five months to get out of that. Like, you know. You know, because we he, he's like, you know, on the ship, it's like, oh, let's just get through this import. Let's get through this fucking deset drill. Let's just get through this fucking, you know, TISA. Let's just get through these helo ops. And it's always like, let's just get through this one thing, and then we'll be smooth sailing. It's never like that. You're always planning. 
two fucking imports away. You're planning port calls. You're planning this. You're planning that. And it's never fucking, there's like always, always, always some shit to do. And now that we've finally done it, we're sitting back and like, I, I, for like a half a second, like, I'm like, like I snap out of him. I'm like, oh shit. You know, I'm like, man, I wish I was in a ship. And they go, shit, shouldn't have said that. You know, shouldn't even thought that. And, um, uh, I miss having like those, I, what the fuck was I going to say? I kind of just petered out there. You know, sometimes I just start a sentence and I don't know where it's going, but I just hope I find the, find it on the way in. <laughs> Like you, you miss having like something to do all the time. I miss having like a sense of importance, like uh, uh, you know, like a always got to be doing this. I miss having like the, you know, don't worry, Mister Miami knows. Like it, it with even with my rate, I knew a lot about the sh- last ship we were on, you know, and a lot of people came to me. Even the Chiefs came to me about shit, you know. Hush. And uh, I, 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 I don't want to say I miss the ship, but like I miss being able like walk by the penalty box and like, you know, just stop it in and be like, Hey, let's fuck with the instance for a minute. And then like, you know, yeah, it's that camaraderie. Yeah. Like, like I, my dad talks a lot about it, about hunting camp. Like, you know, uh, like my brother is not a, he's not a big hunter. Uh, he's gone with us before, but you know, um, he goes to hang out with me and my dad, you know, and like my son didn't get a deer this year, but boy, did he have a fucking great time. You know, he, he's, he did shit this year that he's never done before and, you know, made friends and like just, you know, the experiences of it. And it's, you know, I do miss, um, you know, walking by and like pulling the shoelaces out of Q's shoe and like putting it in the other shoe and like popping up the keyboard keys and like just. Yeah, I miss like sneaking to the fucking flying bridge and spraying fart yeah. spray down on. Yeah, rat yeah. Like, <laughs> like I wouldn't trade that those experiences for anything in the world, but. I'm also never going to go back to a ship ever again. It's not, it's not worth it to me at this point in my career, you know, but like, if I could be like, all right, Miss Mammy, you're going to a 270. pick your fucking crew. I'm like, really? I get to pick like, all right, here's what we're doing. Um, who was, our, who was our last fucking CEO? Um, uh, I, I know his name. I don't want to say his name. I would take him. I'd take, Chunk- I'd take her back in a heartbeat. I'm not apologizing. Um, I would take, I got to bleep that name out. That's every, everyone's, there's a lot of people. To, um, you know, uh, mm. you can't search in global by first names anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, you can too. Well, well, now that CBP and all the other Homeland security is in our fucking thing, it's really, really hard anyway. And I would take like the current ops that we had, I get the Brudge brothers back in a heartbeat, you know, I get the tripod back together. You know, the, the E6 mess that I had, you know, before before that last year, the Chiefs mess that was there when I got there, I'd take them. You know, most of the crew that was there my second year, I'd take them in a heartbeat. A couple people I met along the way, like, you know, that'd be the only fucking way I'd go back underway. You know, you know, like. Yeah, I'd, I'd like, I'd combine crews from like my previous ships too. You know, like the other thing about leadership is like, you know, I, I, I went through three officers as my supervisors on the ship. One of them I'm still in contact with every once in a while. He was okay. I mean, he was a fucking psychopath, eight earplugs. You know, the second one was, <laughs> the second one was one of the bridge brothers, one of my best friends. I mean, I feel like we're friends. I don't, he's never really said we're friends, but I, I feel like we're friends. And even oh, my, we're friends. Yeah. And then even my last, <laughs> fuck, 
You're gonna have to bleep that out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I, look, we're friends. If you flip a golf cart together, yeah, you're friends. <laughs> um, but like, you know, I knew even though even my last officer that I had, they're like, we weren't like super close, but we got we ended up being close at the end. You know, I knew I could text her. Like, if I got a text from her, it wasn't like, oh my god, what's going on? I didn't feel nervous. Like, you know, if if one of the Bridge Brothers texted me and be like, hey, you know, I got rate specific shit. Like it was just like, yeah, no big deal. They come down to talk to me. You know, it was never, I was never nervous. I was never scared. You know, I knew they had my back. My officers now, every single time they text me, I like, I have to double read it. I write it out somewhere else and then copy and paste it in there because like these, these land officers make me nervous because there's no relationship there. There's no leadership there. There's no like, oh shit. Yeah. This officer's got my back for sure. They're my boss. They know what the deal is. They're trained. They're an O3. They know what the deal is. I don't trust any of my officers anymore at all. Because where I'm at, my officers are either very, very young JOs, and they're super fucking scared of everything, or they're super, super senior, and they don't give a fuck about nothing. Like, they don't give a shit well, about I feel like I feel like it goes back to that whole camaraderie thing. Like, Q was my division officer on the ship, and I'd go to him about anything and be like, yo, this shit's fucked up. We need to fix it. Or... Hey, how do you want to go about doing this? And it'd be an easy back and forth, nothing crazy. We'd figure it out. But like here, I have to go talk to like eight different officers just to accomplish one fucking yeah. thing because nobody wants to make a fucking decision. It is stupid. Even the ops boss that was, you know, the one I sent a GIF to, even the one, even though he was a dickhead, like I wasn't afraid of him. Like I wasn't afraid to text him. I wasn't afraid to call him. I wasn't afraid to talk to him or anything. Like these officers make me fucking nervous because I don't have any like at least the ops boss that was an asshole at least i knew how he was going to react to everything and i knew at least you know i'm okay with being being mean i'm fucking mean to everybody and i'm good at it but at least he was the same all the time and as long as you did it the right way you were good to go you know <laughs> speaking of being mean did i tell you about the time here where an exo from a ship called me to ask me a question and i gave him an answer he didn't want to fucking hear and then I hung up the fucking phone on him. What was the rank? Uh, he was XO of a 210, so Lieutenant Commander. Nice. <laughs> he was like, hey, I need help with this, 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 and this. When can you do it? And I go, we can't fucking do it. If you want help, call these motherfuckers. And I go, click. <laughs> <laughs> and my, my, I forgot that I did it. And yeah. then like a few days later, I was like, oh, hey, Chief, by the way, uh, if you get a call from this XO saying that your first class told him he wasn't fucking doing this. And if he wanted help to go to these people, because we're too fucking busy. Mm -hmm. And then he's, if he says I hung up the phone on him, that's cause I fucking did. Yeah. Like, <laughs> My chief was like, Jesus Christ. Like I got, I got, I'm dealing with this, this jail I got right now. Never been to see ever. All right. And mm -hmm. I'm asking him to do a thing. That's his fucking job. His name's literally at the top of it. I'm like, you need to fucking do this. I need you to do this. I did everything else. All you got to do is this, this, this. I did everything for him. All he has to do is click a button. And he's just all been my shit. And, uh, you know, I still, I'm still in the law enforcement community. You know, I'm still in FAI. And he's a BO. And I was like, you need to do this, this, and this. He goes, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and he didn't do it. So I fucking decertified his ass without asking anybody's permission. You All don't right. have to ask anybody's permission. I know that, but it's I'm in a sector now. That's not how they roll. 
So he he got he tried to get into a pissing match with me. So he called uh he called my boss. So as an FAI, you're you're a district asset, right? You don't work for, you know, if you're in D five, you work for the D five firearms instructor. You're D eleven, you work for the D eleven firearms instructor. That's how it works. You're a district asset, you're not a sector or a ship asset. Um so he calls the fucking district FAI, like the highest ranking firearms instructor in the district that I'm at. And he goes, he fucking failed me at the range. I've never failed ever. And I had one third, one FM, one firearms marksmanship run him through. I had a second firearms marksmanship coach run him through. You're only allowed two times. I was being nice. Let him do a third time. And I did it with me just so there wasn't any bias. He failed all three fucking times. He calls the district FAI and fucking starts laying into me. All right. This guy's a senior chief, right? He's a senior chief gunner's mate. And he goes, so what happened? And he fucking lays into him. And then this district FAI goes, if Mr. Miami said you failed, he's by the book. He will throw anyone under the bus as long as it's by the book. So if he said you failed, you fucking failed. And that shut him up. So then he came back to my chief. Then he went to the fucking another officer talking this whole fucking thing. And I just, I don't care anymore. Like he, he has no, like, you know how in a ship you can, you know, you know, which departments is like, you can go down to a game. Be like, look guys, I know the ACs are down and I know you're fucking working on the turbo tank, but I got this going on. I need some help. And they go, hold on. I think I can help you real quick. Or you go to the SKs and go, look, I fucked up this PR. I need this here. I need this in this next port call. Like, don't worry, I got you. Well, most of the time, you know, most of the time, the yeoman, hey, I fucked this up. I need this done. Uh, weigh in or fucking PT test or awards or, you know, service wide. Yeah. And they're like, don't worry, got you. These yeah, fuck- people are willing to go out of their way to help you. Yes. I have like one or two yeoman here that are like, don't worry, I got you. Come on in. You know, everybody else here is like, so like, fuck you. And it's, it's very, it's very disheartening and it just solidifies why I'm getting out. You know, like it ships suck, but like at least you're there together. And like, I feel like that should, in a small part, transition to land a little bit. Like, look, man, we all did our time on the ship. Let's all just fucking relax for a second, you know, and try to help each other. And it's it's not like that at all. And it's very fucking difficult for me to fucking transition from ship to, to sector life. Yeah, it's. I'm busier. In my new job than I was on the ship. Speaking but, of speaking of that, dude, go ahead. I don't want to interrupt. But uh, I, since you interrupted, I lost my train of thought. Uh right, well, good. I don't know where I was going. So, fuck, I forget too. Uh, what were we talking about? Oh, I I bet I know where you were going. I bet you were gonna say how I messaged you the other day that I was doing all this work and you oh, yeah. just oh. finished watching season 10 <laughs> of fucking Letter Kenny. Yeah, so I was talking to you at like 7 in the morning. You're like, I'm like, you're like, Letter Kenny 10's out. And I was like, get the fuck out. You're like, yeah, it's out, man. I was like, all right. And then I- This t- was like 7 in the morning, your time. Yeah. And uh, I text, I I am you at like, what, like 1 o'clock? And was like- yeah, season 10 is not that great. Just finished it. You're like, oh, really? And like, it took you a second to go, wait, aren't you at fucking work? It's like, yeah, I am at work. Fucking work. What? I, I didn't want to do anything. So I stopped, you know. But anyway, all right. So a lot of celebrity deaths going on right now, you know. I know. Good thing I mean, not- Amer- 
America's grandma is gone. America's dad is gone. Betsy, yeah, Betsy. Betty White saw real life Nazis in her time, dude. Isn't that crazy? It's fucking wild. Bob Saget. I saw a meme the other day. It was a picture of the Olsen twins, and it said orphans. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Uh, I didn't make it. I just said I saw it. But anyway, uh, also Madden died, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got another, I got another dead person. Hold on. Let me grab a beer real quick before I start because I'm going to need it. All right. Have you ever start? What's the temperature there? (laughs) It's fucking rad. I'm not gonna give it away because it'll tell where I'm at. But it's not cold. (laughs) My old man. Tell where you're at. It'll just tell. It's it's like it was like 70 degrees today. It was 39 here when I woke up this morning. My old man's supposed to get like a foot of snow today or some shit. Um. So, have you ever heard of the Navy SEALs? Obviously. Okay. Um, so, have you ever heard of, uh, I'm, I'm not going to fuck his name up, Richard Marcinko? I don't think so. All right. This dude was a fucking savage. All right. Like, just like, you know, people in the military that are like spec ops and Marsoc and all this shit, like, that are, think they're operators don't have a fucking candle in the wind of this motherfucker. All right. I'm going to read you this thing because I don't want to fuck it up. All right. Christmas Day. All right. Christmas Day. Richard Marcinko passed away. He's a retired U.S. Navy SEAL commander and Vietnam veteran. He was the first CEO of SEAL Team 6. The first CEO of SEAL Team 6. So this dude, he's done some shit, right? Um. In 1967, uh, he deployed to Vietnam with 2nd Platoon. Um, in 1967, he led his men in assault on somewhere in Vietnam. I can't pronounce that. Lo Lo Han. Uh, they killed a whole bunch of Viet Cong, destroyed six of their Saipans. Uh, it became uh, known as the Navy's most successful SEAL operation in the Mekong Delta. Uh, because of his strong leadership and great success, the Northern Vietnamese Army placed a bounty on his head, paying to anyone who could capture or kill him. He was never caught. He went on to be awarded the first four bronze stars. First dude to be ever awarded four bronze stars, right? Okay. Uh, as well as the Vietnamese Cross for Gallantry and the Silver Star. After returning stateside, serving as officer in charge of 8th Platoon um, until 68, he went back to Vietnam with SEAL Team 2 uh, during the Tet Offensive, which was one of like the, we talked about it before, it was like one of the most deadliest times of Vietnam. Um, he ordered his team to assist U.S. Army Special Forces in Chow Doc, maybe. What began as an urban street battle evolved into an intense rescue mission of American nurses and school teachers trapped in the city's church and hospital. After completing his second tour in Vietnam and following a two-year stateside staff assignment, he was promoted to lieutenant commander assigned to the Naval Attaché at Cambodia in 1973. He served there for a year and a half before returning stateside to assume command of SEAL Team 2 from 74 to 76. During the Iran hostage crisis in 79, he was one of the two Navy representatives for Joint Chiefs of Staff known as the terrorist action team. Their purpose was to develop plan to free American hostages in Iran, which ultimately culminated with Operation Eagle Claw. After this tragic operation, the Navy uh, recognized <clears throat> a full-time dedicated town of terrorism team and tasked him with his design and development. So this dude, they told him, like, hey, you need to do- make up 
and train a, a, a dedicated counterterrorism team. Uh, he was selected by the Chief of Naval Operations, the Admiral, um, and he was the first commanding officer of his new unit. At the time, the Navy had only two SEAL teams. Uh, Marinko named the unit SEAL Team 6 in order to fool the other nations. Uh, a lot of people have heard that. Uh, we named it SEAL Team 6, even though there was only like two teams to fool the enemy, thinking there was more. Um, it was to fool the Soviet Union. Um, he was hand-selected, team members from across existing SEAL teams, underwater demo, special counterterrorism tactics, SEAL Team 2, codenamed Mob 6. SEAL Team 6 became the Navy's premier counterterrorism and hostile rescue unit. He commanded them for six years, or for three, uh, SEAL Team 6 for three years. Um, uh, he left a very, he played a very unique part in SEAL Team history, leaving a legacy, no other. His name was Demo Dick. It's considered, uh, it's considered the United States. <laughs> yeah, that was his nickname. He's the P United States premier counterterrorism operator. Like, this dude, like, the pictures of this fucking guy are savage. Like, he, he looks like, 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 can you see this picture? He looks like Steven Seagal in this fucking picture. Like, look. I know. What's his name again? I'm going to look him up real quick. Uh, Richard uh, M-A-R-C-I-N-K-O. That dude looks mean as fuck. Yeah, so he was one of the first people to like, you know, if you look at like a, like an operator's fucking Mark 18 or like an operator's AR-15 that they built, you know, it's got a light on it. It's got a forward grip. It's got collapsible stock. You know, they got 30 round mags and, you know, shit like lights and lasers on it. This dude was the first dude to be like, you know what we should do? He's like, let's tape two 20 round mags together. He's like, I'm going to, he would take like wooden handles from like hammers. Excuse me. And like affix it to him. Like he was the first one to put like, there's a picture of an M14 on like a flight deck. There's a picture of M14, and it's like one of the first ones. It's got like a handmade wooden foregrip. It's got like a taped fucking mag light to it. Like this was the dude that was like, you know, things that we think are normal now. Like, yeah, get an AR, get 30-round mags, get adjustable stock, get a two-point sling. You know, you're going to need a light. You're going to need a laser. You're going to need fucking this. You're going to need that. This dude's like, yeah, I thought about that fucking 45, 50 years ago, dude. You're late to the fucking game. So, you know, this guy was like a, one of the original frogmen, and he was just a badass from start to finish. And, like, he was, like, a big fucking deal. You know, it's like, like, it'd be like Joshua James passing away, you know? Big fucking deal. Yeah. Dude was a fucking heavy hitter for sure. And he died Christmas Day. Um, Damn. They're doing a full military uh, thing for him at Arley National Cemetery. Um, you know, if you've ever seen any, like, SEAL movies, they all fucking um, punch their Eagle Globe and Trident. Not Eagle Globe and Trident, the Marines. Uh, it's like a... It's an eagle. There's a gun. There's a fucking. Yeah. They're they're trident. trident. Yeah, they're, they're trident. Yeah, they. And so I was doing a little research on them, and I guess there were so many Navy SEALs that wanted to attend this funeral to like put their fucking kachunk on the coffin. There wasn't enough like space on this coffin. There were so many people that wanted to go to his thing. Like I don't know what they ended up doing, but they were like, "Yeah, dude, this." Damn. It, yeah, like in the in the in the operator community, this was the guy. Like. Yeah. You know, that guy fucks. Yeah, like you, you go through fucking training these days. The guys that are training you were trained by these guys, were trained by these guys who got all their fucking ideas from this one fucking dude who's like, hey, you're a badass. And the admiral, secretary of the Navy is like, you're pretty badass. Why don't you invent counterterrorism and shit like that? And he did. He's like, fuck y'all, I'm doing it. That's wild. So, anyway. um, All right. 
I got a couple. We already talked. Did we talk about the trivia episode or tri- trivia thing already? Yes. All right. So we'll do some admin stuff, and then we're going to get into some uh, last calls. Okay. All right. Um, so you just sent me a fucking rad design today. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's a podcast. You have to talk and shit, right? Oh, I thought you were going to continue with like saying what it was, but I guess I'll. Well, you made it. Yeah. So I've been thinking lately of what we could do for new designs because the ship store is out of a bunch of shit. Yeah. Like, uh, so you gave me the idea the other day of like, you text me randomly with a bunch of dumb shit. Well, so what I like to do is like, like Smoke Pit was one of them. Like, I think back to like on the ship, like places that I hung out a lot or, you know, a lot of things that happened, like, you know, like D set was one of them. Smoke pit was one of them. Fantail was one of them. You know, Mestec was one of them, you know, um, uh, you know, just things that, you know, like being in Iraq or being in like E six birthing or the E four mafia, like things being on the ship, you know, like I, that's how I think about it. And then I remembered the chief's mess door. Yeah, how the, typically on ships or on any chief's mess, there's usually like a sign posted that says knock, uncover, and enter. And for those of you who listen to the podcast that don't know what that means, it means knock on the door, take your fucking cover off, which is your hat, and then enter the space, walk into the space. And so you were like, yo, we need, everybody calls E6's chiefs in training, so we need to revamp this. Yeah, I try to say something. I, I tried to do chiefs in training, but every way I thought about it made it seem genuine, and I didn't want it to seem genuine. I wanted it to seem like I was being a dickhead. Like, like I, I suggested SpongeBob font, like, chiefs in training. <laughs> like, you know, and it, none of them worked out. So I, I came up with a, a logo. It has the first class crow on it, and then it has the podcast logo over it, and then it says, knock, uncover, fuck off. Yes. Do you, do you remember that one patrol where I had that picture up going to the E6 birthing where it was a picture and had a red button on it and it said for service from an E6 press button. Yes. And then it said underneath that, if no one shows up in five minutes, wait longer. I, I kind of wanted it to be like that. Like, yes, I kind of wanted it to be like that. Like what? Yes. Get out. I wanted it to be like, Yes, we like. I was talking to my chief about this the other day. Like, you know, uh, me, me and another E six were in a room together, and he's like, "No, nah, man, uh, I'm, I'll make a chief. I'll make a senior chief. I might even make warrant." He's like, "I want to be the change the Coast Guard sees. I want to, in fact, I want to, you know, affect change. I want to, I want to affect policy changes. I want to make the next group of people better." And I was Good on the, him. yeah, and I was on the complete letter spectrum. I go, "Fuck you, fuck this, fuck that," you know, I'm done. I did my time. I tried. I tried really hard. I tried. I tried at my last unit harder than I've ever tried at anything in my entire life, and I just it didn't work out. And it, well, we were talking. We got to talking like you know, the people that say chief in training. Are you saying chief in training because you genuinely think I'm going to be a chief and you genuinely want me to be a chief? Do you genuinely want me to be in your chief's mess, or are you just saying it because that's what you're supposed to say because you're a fucking chief? You know, and I, I feel like the vast majority of people say it as a joke. 
Correct. And, like, and there are very few people who are genuine about it. Yes. And that's why I talked to, uh, that's why when I got to him, I was like, look, man, I was like, I'm not going to talk shit about you. Like, cause, cause he, I, he said his thing. And then I said mine, he kind of looked at me like, okay, go ahead and say it now. And I was like, look, man, if you believe that, if you believe you're going to do better, if you believe you can make it better, I fucking hundred percent support you. Anybody that wants like RC Cola, you know, remember he talked about like, um, you know, because I brought this point up. It was a very valid point because I brought it up. The senior chief was in the room too. And, you know, um, RC Cole's point was like, he's like, I always wanted to be a bosun. Always wanted to be a bosun. I think I thought bosun was it or nothing, you know. And then he started doing XO stuff and, you know, dealing with people coming to him and going, I have an issue, a personal issue, and I can fix it. And that's why he started leaning more towards gold badge and silver badge like, yeah, I may not be a boat anymore. I may not drive boats anymore, but I can still affect change. And I feel like I'm better suited to that now than I was back then. And I, I really want to do that. Like I, you know, like I have, I have a gold badge, a silver badge now that I don't believe is here for that reason. I believe they're here because that's the progression of the, of the expected career. And I don't think they had, like I, I literally had a chief that's not my rate, that's not my office, go to my command master chief for me and my guys because shit was going sideways and they didn't do anything about it. They're just here to lick the CEO's asshole. And I'm not about that. And I told him, I was like, dude, if there was a voting process or I could help you anyway, I fucking got you hundred percent. I, I support you hundred percent and make it fucking better. If you think you can actually do that, do it. I don't think I can do that anymore. I don't think I have the mental aptitude and I don't think I have the fucking spirit to do it anymore. So if you really want to do that, do it. So if you say you're a chief in training, like when our old CEO would say, you know, Mr. Miami, you're a chief in training. You're going to be a great chief. Like, I feel like he meant it. When the other chiefs were like, you're a chief in training. I'd be like, fuck you. Okay. You know? Yeah. there. I feel like there was only like one or two chiefs in our chief's mess that like actually meant it and were there to like mentor us and help us to become better leaders. And the rest of them were, they just didn't care. The last set of chiefs. Yeah, 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 yeah. The first, like the set when I first got there, that was one of the most solid Chiefs mess I've ever seen. Yeah, you know, when a warrant is calling me for advice as an E six, you know, who used to be my, you know, my MKC, I take that very personal. I'm like, damn, man, I like, I like, I want to do better and do more for him and for like for RC Cola and for fucking, you know, goddamn it, Chief. But like, there's too many other bad Chiefs that are just muddy in the waters. You know, and it just, I just can't do it anymore. Yeah, like RC Cola gave me a compliment uh, like a month or two ago. He was like, man, he was like, the guy here that does your job is a total fucking shit show. He was like, I wish I had you here to help me out. And I was like, damn, man, I appreciate that. Appreciate you, motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah, but anyway, I feel like I've ranted three times this episode, so I'm done. Uh-huh. Yeah, so back to the whole point of it was we have <laughs> what we're going to call our chief and training stickers. They're, they're in the process of uh, getting made right now. We just came up with a design today. It's pretty rad. Yeah, I'm pretty – I thought you were going to keep going. I was looking at something. Um, um, and then we also have some new koozies in the works. I'm working on getting the proofs back for them. Yeah, we're going to stick with the neoprene because I like – oh. Shit. All right, hold on. Don't move. I'm right fucking back. I got to show you something. Okay.
All right. Speaking of koozies, all right. So I've been using this one koozie for a fucking minute. It's 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 pretty. It's hurting. Okay. That's how uh, mine is. It's all dirty. And wait, just wait. So, do you remember back in the day when we all rode bicycles and you would either put like a a baseball card in the spokes or you put like a crinkled beer can or crinkled soda can on top yeah. of your wheel and it would go fa 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 like that. Yeah. So it's New Year's Eve, right? We're doing fireworks and my son's riding his bike up and down the street like a dickhead. So I take my beer. It's like half full and he keeps running in front of me and I was getting pissed off. So I took my half full beer, which was in a disgruntled sailor koozie and I fucking whipped it at him. Right. And I hit him and then the koozie hits the ground, gets picked up by the fucking wheel and then goes around the other side and gets fucking caught on the fucking swing arm of the back and the tire. And it does this to it. Oh, damn. Look at that. It's all fucking Damn. shredded and burnt because it got wrapped around my son's bike tire. But it still works, doesn't it? I mean, it still works, but it smells a little funny. But like, <laughs> it, it is, I'll send you a picture of it so you can post it. It's, it is fucked up. Like, I, I whipped it at him. And it, like, it's just like, it was like, you know that little brother luck you have where like, hey, can you give me the remote? And you just try to pass it to him and it fucking breaks their nose or whatever. Little yep. brother luck. And it just fucking wham! And just right into the fucking tire. But... Anyway, um, all right, ready for some final thoughts? Uh, you mean last calls? Yeah, that's what I meant, last calls. Yeah. So, <clears throat> don't you think that the letter Q is a little too high in the alphabet? Like, I respect Q, but, like, it doesn't have a place between P and R. Like, I feel like it's a little too high in the alphabet. What do you think it should be? Low, lower down. You know, like... We near the like letters you don't use a lot, like I, J, and K. Like it should be down there. Uh, I don't. I feel like that was a stupid last call. You're stupid. Fine, edit it out. Then. <laughs> I don't care All right. All right. I, I've had I've had a lot of time to compile some, so I'm not on the top of my game. The opposite of assassin. Is dick dick out? What? The opposite of assassin is dick dick out. I don't. I'm not following. Spell assassin. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it now. Yeah. That went way over my fucking head. You're not very smart. <laughs> Oh, I have one for Ratsnitch. He liked these. Um, so it's kind of a little. Did you hear that they invented a thought controlled air freshener? Are you using thought in the term of like things you think or thought as like that hoe over there? No, things you thought. <laughs> <laughs> they invented okay. a. Like a, a thought-controlled air freshener. Have you heard this? No. Makes sense if you think about it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, That's a fucking dad joke if I ever heard one. That was for rat snitch all the way. Oh, that was so good. Um, you know, 
there's literally no rule saying your New Year's Eve resolution can't be for evil. No, yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, mine was for evil this year. Um, hold on. I gotta fuck. My notes got fucked up. Um. Oh, okay, I got it. All right. So, do you know what Monday is? Yes. What? Martin Luther King Day. Okay, do you know who Martin Luther was himself? Like, regular Martin Luther? Like, you're talking about a different person? The Yeah, like the original Martin Luther. I may, not off the top of my head. Okay. I mean, well, I probably remember. He was, he, was like a, he was like a monk. All right. And he said, whoever drinks beer... Is quick to sleep. Whoever sleeps long does not sin. Whoever does not sin enters heaven. Thus, let us drink beer. I like that quote. You like that? Yeah. I got a, I got one last one. Um, so, I've actually seen this a lot. Uh, like in the past year, year and a half. Especially on like social media and at work. Um, but it, it, if someone's excited about something and you make them feel stupid for being excited about it, you're a fucking bigger piece of shit. Uh, I feel like it depends on what it is. No. Why would yeah. you, why would you belittle someone for being excited for someone just for the sake of being a piece of shit and belittling them? Uh, well, I've never not claimed to be an asshole, so... Depends well, on what it is. Being an asshole and being a piece of shit are different. Like, I am an asshole, but like, if someone's like, hey, I just got into Dungeons and Dragons. I'm doing this. I read this book. I'm doing fucking this. Real excited about it. Got some friends coming over this weekend. We're going to have a fucking pizza. It's going to be fucking rad. If you're like, you fucking nerd, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> I, I, my first thought was like, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> See? You're a piece of shit. Oh, yeah, so You're what? A piece of sh- wow. I can't believe you. Well, I mean, that was that was supposed to be my last one, but you fucking took it the wrong way, so I guess I have to look for another one. What's up, everybody? It's the Disgruntled Sailor here, and I just wanted to take a minute to talk about one of our sponsors, Oak and Iron Coffee. Oak and Iron was founded to honor America's rich nautical history, along with the history of the Coast Guard. Every member of their team has either served in the Coast Guard or a veteran who grew up on the water. They are putting out some amazing coffee. They offer whole bean or ground coffee along with K-cups, tumblers, and stickers. They can even do unit orders if needed. One of the best things about the company is that a portion of all the proceeds goes to support CGMA. So every time you buy from them, you're essentially helping your fellow Coasties who need it the most. Go check them out on Instagram at Oak and Iron Coffee or on the web at oakandironcoffee.com and tell them the Disgruntled Sailor sent you. So, you know, this is my last one because I'm getting tired. <clears throat> I hope birds aren't real is listening because this one's right up his fucking alley. So you know how he's into like that Dogecoin and you know NFTs and and cryptocurrency and shit. Yeah. What if the cryptocurrencies and NFTs are made by a secret government agency like the CIA or NSA for people to sink all their physical money uh, into, and then as soon as they get to a certain threshold. Where a certain amount of money and certain people have invested into this non-backed U.S. currency, they uh, shut the fucking internet down. That's 
That's a good conspiracy theory. That could happen. Theoretically. Because mm-hmm. the government can halt all internet traffic coming in and out of the United States. I know they can. Yeah, man. What? I know. I said I know they can. Uh, I, I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying, like, it's plausible for sure. I agree. Mm. Well, that's that's really all I had. I'm gonna save the other ones because all the other ones are the other one I have that was like because you know I do like a funny, 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 and then I do like a oh look who fucking texted me. Oak and Iron texted me. Oh, you want me to read what he sent? Okay. The phrase "what the entire fuck" implies the existence of fractional fucks. What the absolute fuck? What the absolute fuck implies the existence of positive and negative fucks. What the actual fuck implies the existence of imaginary fucks. Conclusion: Fuckery is isomorphic with a complex field. That seemed a little too hard for me to read. Yeah, it was a lot. Hmm. Well, I read it, so that counts. But anyway, that's really all I had. All right, so uh, moral of today's episode is new merch coming. <laughs> Don't be a dickhead to people that are excited about new stuff. Uh, do what you want. Have the day you deserve. Do you know how many times I get told that at work now? <laughs> is it because of us? It's because of you. I don't say that. Well, you're fucking welcome. Yeah, new merch is coming soon. Um, I want to get a hold of Oak and Iron today. You should text them and see if we're good for tomorrow. And we can do an episode with them tomorrow. And then I want to do the trivia episode soon. Oh, you mean just an Oak and Iron episode? Yeah. He said he's going to fucking make us look stupid. And uh, nobody makes me bleed my own blood, so. All right, I'll text him as soon as we're done with here and see if he wants to do it tomorrow. Very well. Mm, tomorrow might not work. Why? I have a, I got to take my daughter to a birthday party. Just don't go. How about Monday? Is it all day? Is the thing all day? No, but it's at 4 o'clock Ooh. my time. So that's I forgot. Wait, I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. I forgot. Did you get a copy of Big J's Christmas card? He Snapchatted it to me, but I didn't like get a physical card. I I mean I also got a Snapchat. Do you remember what it was? Mm-mm. It was like him like standing all weird, wasn't it? It was him in his underwear. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, uh, it like it started out like he was like showing me his Christmas tree, and then like his wife and kids, and then like he pans over to the refrigerator where his fucking Christmas card is, and it's him in his underwear. Like I think he was leaning against a Christmas tree or something like that. Speaking of Big J, I'm I'm ready to get his fucking coin that his wife had made. Yeah, so we actually talked about it. He sent mine out and it got lost in the mail. Damn. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to head up to where he is and pick mine up. Because okay. it's fucking rad. I'm going to get mine Make sure he you. sends mine out. He said he'll get around to it. Uh-huh. When are you going to send me my package of shit? Uh, speaking of it, I have it right here. I got all the shit inside. All, all right. of it. All right. Yeah. You got the hockey got shit? This one. Yeah, the, this is the hockey hat that CG Hockey sent us. Uh, here's the a podcast hat 
that um I don't know why I'm holding up there that uh Nautical USA made for us. Nice. I got the hockey puck, the hockey shirt. I got the CG memes meme war patch. <laughs> I got the fucking Grim Reapers patch. I got all the coins that people sent that you were supposed to get. And some stickers. Oh, and a flag. Because I haven't given you a flag yet. Correct. Word. I was waiting uh, because... Uh, I was waiting to send it out because... I got a message like a few days before Christmas from... Uh, she's a Coastie who has an Instagram page called Made by Maddie. She she sews a bunch of shit for people. She says like reusable bags and she has a bunch of other stuff like custom orders. And she says she wanted to send us guy send us a present uh and ask for my address but i haven't gotten anything yet so i was kind of holding off to send your package so i got that because that's the last thing that i knew that both of us were supposed to get yeah yeah we also want to do some um uh some other you know topic driven episodes like um we're still the cg memes guys schedule is fucking crazy um and uh the comedy commander is she's also got a crazy episode or crazy uh schedule but i want to find i want to find a recruiter to come on and talk i want to find a siege stage to come talk i want to find a hitron person i want to find someone that's gone to flight school i want to find a diver uh you know those those weird things that are not that not a lot of people in the coast guard get to you know uh get themselves involved in and get them come on and talk so I can just like ask them questions and talk shit and stuff. So if you're any yeah, one so of those you guys, hit me up, slide in those yeah. DMs. We, we'll figure out a day we can do it. Yeah. What were you saying you were going to do about the a, a post in the trivia episode or something like that? Oh, I'm going to make a, a post on the Instagram story uh, or basically uh, you'll just tag your some friends in the comment section or whatever. And then I'll do like a randomizer. Um, and I'll, I'll do it on my story. That way you can see it live when it happens. And those are the people we'll try to, um, we'll try to get on for the Coast Guard trivia. Yeah. So keep an eye out for that. And, uh, cause we want to get some other people on here. You just can't tell who the fuck we are. If you know our face, you can't tell obviously, but if you listen, you're probably a fucking dirtbag too. So. But. Yeah, or we could just we could dress up and like wear a fucking mask and shit. That'd be funny. Oh, my son got a dope ass <laughs> Boba Fett helmet for Christmas. I could wear that. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, I am tired and still technically sick from COVID, so I'm gonna go fuck off. All right, man. Uh we'll get we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye. Later. Bye.